so excited that you're here for another portion of our virtual summit uh, for this particular year. And uh, I'm so excited. Some of you have already filled out your questions and have given us some comments. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please make sure you go check out your email because we want to make sure that we are providing um, with you or for you within these weeks answers to those questions and comments. So ah, today we are going to talk about um, knowing who you are and particularly my side of the story before I met him, before I met him. And we're going to get right into it. And then later on, um, for another portion, you'll be able to hear from uh, Daraje and his perspective at um, next week. So before I get into this, I want to just let you know that when I was younger, my parents really did not allow me to date. Yeah, they did not allow me to date. They did not allow me to have a boyfriend. They said that I could have friends, but I could not have boyfriends. And of course, during that time, I became very frustrated. I didn't understand why. But I'm so thankful now, of course, looking back, that that was just a way of protecting me from a lot of unnecessary um, trauma, unnecessary trials, and just didn't want my heart to really get caught up in the wrong thing. So let me know in the chat, if you don't mind sharing, when did you actually start dating? Go ahead and put it in the chat. Okay, so for me, I kind of started dating, I guess it was high school, but even still, my parents did not look at the guys who I was talking to as persons that I was dating, but they were more so friends. And um, before I get into the natural side of before I met him, I just want to preface this, that during that time of me growing up, discovering who I am going to college, still trying to discover who I was and who God called me to be. I chose Jesus to be my him before he came along. I'm going to say that again. I chose Jesus to be my him, to be my him before he came along. And Jesus literally has been that constant and continuous factor in my life through several different boyfriends, through different ups and downs, even now uh, with my husband. And so I would just want to preface that in order to know who you are and to be the best that you can be before he, your spouse comes along, you begin to think about um, moving in the direction of marriage with a particular person, make sure that you have him, Jesus Christ, right here in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, every part of you um, yearns and longs to please him and to be in his presence. Because without him, whatever you try to build with the he, 
<laughs> that's coming is going to be built on really shaky foundations. So just wanted to put that out there. I didn't even put that in my notes. So I know that that was necessary uh, to say. And, uh, you know, don't become tired in doing good as scripture lets us know. For in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. So don't get tired of um, keeping God first, keeping Christ first. Don't get tired being the different one uh, because God looks out for his children. He looks out for his children. So I was pretty confident growing up. I um, had a, you know, a pretty good childhood in that I wasn't exposed to things um, at an early age that placed trauma in my life. Of course, you know, I grew up with um, some comparisons when looking at other people, but I thought that right before I met, um, well, right before Daraja and I decided to date, I literally thought I was getting ready to get married. I was in a relationship for about, I want to say three years, and I loved him, and I'm pretty confident he loved me. But there was a lot of inconsistencies with communication. Sometimes the stories didn't quite add up. And for some reason, we just could not go beyond uh, just being a boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other, significant other. We could not go beyond uh, that uh, point in our relationship. And so I began to, during that time, look at other people looking at my own situation and I wondered, is there something wrong with me? Like, why can't we just be together? Why can't we just get engaged and get married? Like I had already visualized myself in this particular state. I had already visualized myself in this particular uh, family and the type of job I would have. Like I was already there. And I, <laughs> I just want to pause in that moment and just lift up not to visualize yourself in a place too soon you know we have to deal with where we are in the reality and the reality was i don't think that he was quite ready to make that commitment and so uh, instead of saying that you know we kind of spiraled into a self-sabotage moment where i didn't know whether i was in a relationship or not i didn't really know what was going on so I just wanted to um, lift that up in that sometimes I know in that particular situation, and sometimes with some of us, we can be so ready for something and desire it so badly that we are blinded by the reality. And the reality was it just wasn't the right time, you know? And so as much as I wanted to let go of the relationship, I just could not. You know, we're talking about who was I before um, my spouse came along. I could not let go. And I couldn't let go because I didn't want to let go of the possibility of what could be. Like, you know, you're like so close and then it doesn't happen. And so what made me finally let go was I... Um, was supposed to be mentoring a person. They were new on the job and I was mentoring them. But then 
he started mentoring me, you know, and sharing spiritual things with me. And he told me that sometimes you're holding on to something so tight, but God has something greater for us. And I don't know if you all have ever seen that meme. I have to probably drop it below. But the little girl was holding on to this small teddy bear and Jesus was asking her to come on, give me that teddy bear. And the girl could not see that there was this huge teddy bear behind Jesus that he really wanted to give to her. And so this relationship process and you knowing who you are is a faith walk. Like it is literally letting go of what we think our possibilities are and how we perceive things to happen and surrendering totally to God. And so I literally had a mind shift and chose. I made the decision to let it go. I made the decision to not have um, confidence issues. I made the decision not to think of myself less than. And I really, really, really leaned into the present moment of what was going on in my life. Because how many of y'all know, put a one in the chat if you know that you could really be in a place but not be present. Like going out to eat and everybody's on the phone or at church and you're thinking about something else. And so I began to just be present and, and thankful. I ain't gonna cry. But I feel like I want to cry. I begin to be present and thankful for the people that was in my life. And I began to be present at the activities as to what was going on in my life and remove myself from the possibility and the dreams of what was not happening. It was not a reality in that moment. It was just a, a hope in that particular place or person where my hope and my heart should have been in God. And that could have been the factor too. The Lord could have seen that my, my heart was displaced because I wanted it so bad. And he wanted me to want him more than I wanted to be married, more than I wanted to be with someone. And so knowing who you are is really a difficult uh, pill, I think, to swallow. You are literally looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing what flaws you have internally, allowing God to work on those, and then you living out loud who he has called you to be. So I let go confidently, and um, the Lord blessed me. He did a true healing. You know, it didn't take years for me to heal me. It just took a made of mind and my surrendered heart to the Lord for him to heal me. So Oh, I get excited about it. Okay, so I just want to say that when that happened, I went and I revisited my core values. What what made Rhonda? What does Rhonda love? And these are a couple of things that I wrote down. And I really want you maybe to take some time to write down what makes you happy? What do you really love? What are your core values? If you could list five core values, what would they be? And so my core values was a true relationship with Jesus, meaning that I would be okay with change and transforming my life as the Holy Spirit gives prompts and allowing the Holy Spirit to transform me. So having a true relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm very, very family oriented. 
I love being around people. My friends, even now, they pick on me because I never want them to leave, but I just love being around people and family um, because I like expressing that. Quality time is one of my love languages, so family-oriented. Um, I am really, I value being able to try new things, whatever it is, food, a new activity. I value that. I value treating people nicely, no matter what they had done or what they're doing or their background. I valued treating everyone nicely and fairly. And then I also valued like persons or even in myself having a determined heart or having like a a go-getter go um, uh, mentality or go-getter, um, uh, a go-getter lifestyle or even a go-getter mentality, or you just determined to move forward. I, I, that was something that I valued. And so to me, it was important for me to know what I valued and who I was so that one, I could express that to um, the person that I'm dating. And then the second reason was I wanted to make sure that I um, dated someone or married someone that also had those values. So if I'm a family person and I love being around my family, I didn't want to be with somebody who was not necessarily family oriented. It doesn't mean that that person, for example, somebody can be family oriented and not come from a large family, but then you can have someone who is comes from a large family and don't want family at all. Don't want to do anything with family. So there's a difference there. So I wanted to make sure that the person that I was going to be with, and I'm looking down at my notes, y'all, so I don't forget anything, had those core values that I was able to express those values to him and that I was able to see if he not only said he had those values, but I gave it time to see if he executed in those values without any prompts or pulling from me. Okay? On the road to I do, it's amazing to, to find someone. It's amazing for that person to find you. It's amazing to get engaged. But don't forget to give yourself time to see if that person is really executing who they say they are. <laughs> so I'm very thankful um, because uh, Deraje, he definitely has those values now. So these are just a few of kind of the core values, the ones that I held kind of most dear and yours may be different. The key again is knowing what yours are and then also knowing how to express those to the person. So when men came around and they didn't have those core values, I immediately knew that I was wasting my time because if your intent is to be married, you don't really want to have to counsel and coach someone to have values that should have been instilled in them when they were younger. Not saying um, if they weren't, then maybe that's just not the person for you or that means that you're going to have to deal with whatever you know they're coming with outside of those core values. Um, We'll talk about that another letter, let uh, another time. My non-negotiable list about things, but anyway. Um, so, 
I didn't want to teach somebody how to be a family person. I wanted them to at least have a desire to be family-oriented, right? I also wanted to make sure that that person, as I said, had a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I didn't want to have to coach them on having a heart towards God. I wanted them, their heart already turned towards God. Again, these are my core values. The point is, I want you to know your core values. And please know that as you write down your core values and you get closer to God, sometimes those core values change. A lot of times you will change. And so being able to express who you are throughout the dating process and sharing what things are changing for you as you're getting closer to God will not only make you a better person, but hopefully allow that person to understand the type of person you're with. Because as you're getting closer to God and changing, then he should be getting closer to God and changing as well. And then the two of you, um, as you're getting closer to God, God will bring you together. What happens is sometimes you have one person who is desiring the relationship more than they're desiring God. And um, it reveals itself. And when it reveals itself, you have the choice then to either stay connected in that relationship, address it, or decide to move on. But know that those things don't just disappear. What you see in your dating is what you're going to see in your marriage, if not more. So take some time. Take 30 minutes, y'all. Take 30 minutes, and I want you to come back right to this video and let me know when you've written down your core values. You don't have to share them here, but I want to know if you're taking the time to get to know who you are, who God has created you to be, so that when you're joined with someone else, you can be all that God wants you all to be together. God is not going to turn back on his word. I've said it and I'll continue to say it, that if you desire to be married, as you go closer to God, he will give you the desires of your heart. Thank y'all so much for joining this week's virtual summit. Again, don't forget to fill out the questionnaire if you have questions or want to give us some comments as we continue to move forward in this nine week, nine week virtual summit. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Thank you.